the Kingdom Mandate. Join us each Saturday as we share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the Kingdom of God according to His sovereign will for mankind to remain in His covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. Our topic uh, um, again today we will continue with our series of Women of the Holy Bible, and today we'll be discussing the Bible of Esau. I'm going to just ask uh, anyone who could just keep your phone for a moment to um, clear out the background. Today I will be your host. My name is Sister Jacqueline Rogers along with uh, co-host, Minister Belinda McKenzie, and Minister Letha Cates. I will be the moderator for today's show, and as I said, we will be talking about the wives of Esau. And if I may have Minister Belinda, would you be so kind to open us up in prayer? Yes. For Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we come together. Assembling ourselves, Lord Jesus, to learn more about you. God, we ask you, God, that your eyes, your, you enlighten us, God, with your wisdom and your understanding, God. And all those that are listening, Lord. God, we come to edify and help the people on the, the line, God, and ourselves too, Father. In Jesus' name we pray, God. Believe in all things according to thy scripture, God. And look into you, God, to add more to our stature, God, that we may be a blessing to others, Lord. In Jesus' name, God, be in the midst of us, Lord, right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Thank you for that prayer, Minister Belinda. As mm-hmm. I said, we will be discussing the wives of Esau, and prayerfully the Lord will step in and take us into whichever direction he wants us to move in by way of his spirit. Um, I'm going to start reading the scripture here, um, Genesis 26, in verse 34. 
where it first mentions about Esau taking a wife. And it says here on verse 34, if you follow along with me, I'm reading from the King James Bible. It says, and Esau was 40 years old when he took to wife Judith, the daughter of the Hittite, and Bashemah, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite. And I'm going to continue to read in verse 35 where it says, which were a grief of time unto Isaac and Rebekah. If you all recall, Esau is the brother of Jacob, as we all know, of Isaac and Rebekah. And there was um, strife between these two brothers in terms of the blessings that were, were to come down from their father Isaac, the um, story, since we're talking about Esau and his, and, and his wives. But now Esau was the oldest born son to Jacob, but he was not going to be the promised uh, child, so to speak, or he wouldn't receive the blessing because, as we recall, when we studied back on when we were studying Rebecca and Isaac, when Rebecca was pregnant, the Lord had spoken also some things to her, and I'm going to read that scripture in Genesis verses, um, it would be chapter 25, I'm going to read from verse 22. And it says here, and the children struggled together within her. And she said, and we're talking about Rebecca here, if it be so, why am I thus? And she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said unto her, two nations are in thy womb, and two manner of people shall be separated from thy bowels. And the one people shall be stronger than the other. Elder shall serve the younger. And again, we had discussed um, the fact of how Rebecca was also instrumental in making sure that Jacob, the younger son, actually received the blessing, whereas Isaac, the father, wanted to bless the son, uh, the older son, which was, in fact, Esau. But this word that we are just had read, the Lord spoke this. The Lord said unto Rebecca, this was him speaking to her as she inquired of him why she was feeling all this pain when she was carrying this child in childbirth. So when she inquired of the Lord, the Lord said unto her that the two nations that are in her womb is going to be a separation of people. The, the one shall be stronger than the other and the elder shall serve the younger. That was what God had told her, not what she wanted to be done. And so in her believing that she's being obedient to adhere to the things of God, as we had discussed before, she came up with a plan of helping uh, Isaac out, not Isaac, I'm sorry, Jacob, to be able to receive that blessing. So going back here to Chapter 26, verse 34, when it first says how Esau had taken these wives from Canaan, but it it displeased displeased, um, Isaac and Rebekah, I'm liking to believe that that may also have have had something to do with the fact that it sealed his faith that he was not going to be the child who was going to receive the blessing. Uh, Minister Belinda, if you want to jump in and just share a little bit of your thoughts pertaining to that, 
that I just shared? God said that it was uh, two nations, and one yes. would be stronger than the other. Mm-hmm. But it was two of people. So two different characteristics, one the promise and one not. And you can see when Jacob was obedient, but Esau took the women out of Canaanite as wives when God said to Jacob, do not take them, to his people, do not take these women as your wives. Yeah. So, you know, you see what the Lord is saying. And, and yeah. when you don't get the whole part, like some people say, well, she was a deceptive. No, she wasn't. When she plotted for her son, the youngest, to get that blessing from the father, that was in line with God, what the word was given to her when she inquired about the children in her womb. Yes. Yes. Oh. And and I like the fact that what you said, that that's what the Lord had said to her. So she was actually not so much as conspiring, but more mm-hmm. like the to see that what the Lord had said come to pass. Yes. 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 And and as you saw here, as you mentioned too, yes, Esau, he took those wives from Canaan even before Isaac was even ready to announce his blessing. He had done yes. this. He had done So that in itself could have possibly said to Rebecca, um, she saw there where the Lord was already you know, aligning some things up because these not women who served God. Mm-hmm. And they did a lot of idol worship. So God was not willing to continue his blessing through that type of um, idolatry and, and, and pagan worship. I'm going to move forward here in the scripture. Um, like I said, we just talked about the wives that he had taken. One was Judith and one was Baseness. They also, too, take on a, a couple of different names here as the scripture goes, goes on to talk about them. So you got, we have to be careful some, somewhat to follow how um, the Bible uh, refers back and forth to these, these women that Esau had married. So when we go on to Genesis chapter 28, I'm going to start here. At verse 7, because this is when Jacob is sent to um, Padan Aram to go seek out a wife. And then it goes here, the Bible talks again about how he obeyed. He was the obedient one, whereas Esau was not, as you had just mentioned a moment ago, Minister Belinda. It starts here in Genesis 28, verse 7. It says, and that Jacob Padan Aram, and, and Esau, seeing that the daughters of Canaan pleased not Isaac, his father, then Esau had a change of mind because he saw, he saw that his parents, they were really grieved by this. Then he went, um, then, then went Esau unto Ishmael and took unto the wives which he had, Mahalah, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, the sister of Nabal Joseph to be his wife. So now after um, Esau has really realized that him taking on these wives from Canaan really was um, not that just so much as displeased his parents, but was out of the will of God that now he tries to somewhat make it right 
and now he goes from um, his own, own lineage because, again, though Ishmael, not the promised child, but he is the of Abraham. So he goes back to Ishmael to go and get a wife, and I believe this would be his third wife here, which is uh, Mehalah. Um, mm-hmm. Minister, Minister um, Letha, would you like to comment there? What the Lord is sharing with you? Um, uh, can you repeat what you said? No. As I was just reading here in this scripture here, we are showing here in chapter tw- Genesis twenty-eight, verse seven, and mother and he went to um, Padan Aram to go and get a wife. Then Esau went unto Ishmael and took the wife which he had, Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, Abraham's son, who was the sister of neighbor Joseph, to be his wife. So he went and actually now he wants to be obedient, and he goes and gets a wife that is in their family's lineage in order to, um, I'm going to say, obey God somewhat to um in, in the, for lack of a better word, to, to kind of correct what he, he now really realizes was what was done wrongly by taking the two women, the two Hittite wives for women. The Hittite women for wives, I'm sorry. <laughs> that was a, somewhat of a tongue twister. Are you, are you following? Uh, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, it seems like he wants to um, make it right. Yeah. And getting into the lineage of being blessed. Right, 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 right. Amen. Hear that as you when you when you read on into scripture because how uh previously he was really he was really disappointed when he did not receive there was no blessing left for him to receive from his father Isaac. And, and all of the blessing had been given to, to to Jacob, the very blessing that God had promised to Abraham, to Isaac, and now is um, in the the lineage of Jacob and not Esau. He was really, really disappointed in that um, that blessing that came from his father onto his brother, and not him, being that he was the oldest son. But remember, he didn't think much of his birthright. He sold it for a meal. He was willing to give it up just because he was hungry. So um, he, he really didn't quite have the heart for the things of God. Just so happened that he was in that lineage and in that family, but the things of God weren't quite as, as um, desirous of him as they were of Jacob. So, Belinda, you care to comment there before we move further in the scripture? Uh, yes. You know, it goes back to what God said. Two manner of uh, uh, people would be in her womb, mm-hmm. and the two natures were different. Jacob's God's will was a priority, where Esau wasn't. Mm-hmm. There was a second. You know, he did what he wanted to do first, and then went back and tried to correct it. But then you still have two different sets of manner of people of women in that environment. Mm-hmm. Yes, and, yes. Yeah, and if you have people that grow have 
believe another system and you try to put them two together, they don't, they clash. And you'll see it in the latter part, you know. And if you said what God said, God already knew. He told her in the womb. Right. They were warring in the, they were a struggle in the womb. So there's going to be a struggle. You can't have light and darkness and they both abide. It doesn't work. You can't have God and an idol. It doesn't work. So, I mean, it's going to, you know, it's playing out already after they've yeah. been born to see it, what God was saying. That's why he said there was a difference in both nations. But mm-hmm. he separated. Yeah. But that's all I have. That's good. That's really good because, right, that's because that was a word from the Lord that came unto Rebecca. And like you said, it's actually playing out in the scripture with the, with the struggle the, in the fourth mm-hmm. in, in, the, in the turmoil you know, the, the friction that's between the two brothers because, like you said, they were, they were warring against each other <clears throat> already first in the womb because of their grave that one, one, would, one would want to serve God in his fullness and the other could kind of, Esau could kind of take it or leave it. It was good when, it was, when he needed it, but when it was of no concern to him, you know, it was something that he kind of put off on the back burner until he realizes that, okay, I'm not getting the blessing. I'm not receiving the favor of, of the blessing for my father, for my people. So that really, that really grieved him after the fact. And so here he is now trying to, to get it right. But once Jacob had received the blessing, he adhered to the, the, the word of God in not marrying those, the women that were from Canaan, and he went to his father's people to, in fact, get a wife. However, because as just as the Lord had said to Jacob, um, the, uh, not to Jacob, I'm sorry, but to Abraham, how he was going to bless Abraham's seed, and we're all, this is all kind of spinning off from this, this as we talked in previous weeks, because here you're showing up again, Ishmael is still a part of the lineage in, in the line of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Even though he was not the promised child, here he comes again. He assisted in um, saving. He comes up when he, um, Joseph is sold to him in slavery as we had, um, we kind of went forward, and now we're just kind of coming back a little bit. But then now Ishmael comes up again in providing a wife for Esau so that to assist him in staying in with the lineage of the seed of Abraham because there there's still their differences between them. He was not the he was not the blessed um the child of promise. Ishmael wasn't nevertheless his child is still yet being added back into the lineage of Abraham in terms of the the blessings of Abraham coming through that seed from Jacob. Um Esau, Esau and Jacob from Isaac, I'm sorry. So now here, where we're looking at this, now Esau takes unto him this third wife, and then we're going to move forward here and just i like to discuss, as you can see, because we talked about Jacob's um, descendants. It's the 12 tribes, but then the Lord also does something 
with Esau's descendants. Because, again, still, there's still the seed of Abraham. And what did God promise Abraham? He said, I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. I will make you, you then be the father of many nations. And Jacob had the 12 tribes of Israel, but the Lord did not forsake Esau and and what he would do also through his descendants. And so here we have the talk of Esau and his wives and the children that they bore. So I'm going to begin reading here. Um, Genesis, I'm going to move to Genesis 36, and we're going to discuss the generations of Esau as we talk about the wives and and, um, their influence in all this. Amen? Amen. Okay. Now, Genesis 36, verse 1, it says, Now, these are the generations of Esau, who is Edom. Um, Later on, it will come and be revealed that these are the Edomites. Esau took his wives of the daughters of Canaan, Adah, the daughter of Elon, the Hittite, and Aholibama, the daughter of Anah, the daughter of Zibion, the Hivite, and Bashmath, Ishmael's daughter, sister of neighbor Joseph. And Adah bare to Esau, Eliphaz, and Bashmath bare Ruel. And Aholibama bare Jewish, and Jalem, and Korah. And these are the sons of Esau, which were born unto him in the land of Canaan. And Esau took his wives and his sons and his daughters and all the persons of his house and his cattle and all his beasts and all his substance, which he had got in the land of Canaan, and went into the country from the face of his brothers Jacob. For their riches were more than that, more than that they might dwell together, and the land wherein they were strangers could not bear them because of their cattle. Seir, Esau is Edom, and these are the generations of Esau, the father of the Edomites in Mount Sur. These are the names of Esau's sons. I'm not going to continue to read there because then it just gives you all of the, the lineage of that. But as you can see here, this still that separation of the nation that God was still doing here as he had spoke about when you go back and we um, because between Esau and Jacob it still hinders on the the fact of what the Lord had spoken unto Rebecca how they will continue to separate from thy bowels and the one shall be stronger than the other because as you, you recall Jacob he, his his uh, descendants, they grew. They had a multitude of the cattle and things of that nature. Even be, um, before he left Laban, the Lord had really blessed him in, in all of what he had had here. And then it goes to show that the Lord still pawned Esau in a way that he still blessed him, and yet they still had to continue to separate. Esau had to go his way. And Jacob had to go his way. Minister Belinda, would you like to step in and share um, anything that the Lord may be dropped in your spirit pertaining to this? Uh, just that, you know, the fact that that prophecy that he gave to uh, 
Rachel, God, anything that God speaks will come to pass. A true prophetic word will come to pass. You know, God said that they would separate. You know, he kept his promise to bless the the other uh, son, Esau, but they wouldn't live together. They would separate. And it takes place. Yeah. And like you said, God is, is he, he's, God and his sovereign will, he's going to always see to it that his plan and his will is going to always come to pass, irregardless of how, you know, we don't always see it and we don't always quite understand it. Because as you recall, Jacob was, um, not Jacob, I'm sorry, but Isaac was quite grieved after he realized that he had given all of the blessing to Jacob and not to Esau, as you recall, he as he told him, he said, "Your your the all of your brothers and your the servants, they will all be your servants. All of them mm-hmm. would um, obey him." He had given all of that promise to Jacob that he was going to rule over his brother, not realizing mm-hmm. that he was making the younger ruler over the Lord had said it would be even though he thought he was making, um, he was blessing the older son and not the younger son. Right, because, because that was the tradition to bless the, the youngest, you know, I right. mean the old, older. But, son, uh, right. Uh, and, and, and sometimes, you know, like Abraham, that's emotion. And you said sometimes we don't understand or we see. But then God says it's not by sight. Faith mm-hmm. is not that you see. It's the evidence of things that, you know, when God says he's going to do it, you have to align your mind and your emotions to the will of God. Mm-hmm. If he's, then no matter how long it takes, you still hold to that promise because you're putting your faith in God because he said he's a God that will not lie. You know, we don't know how many years this took place, but see, Rachel had that understanding. He didn't give it to Abraham that, you know, but Sometimes we have to really understand it's not what we see because that's what the scripture says. Your faith is not in your sight. It's in what God has told, and it will be completed in its time. I I agree with you there. And just so that we are, um, because um, our... Uh, Bible topic is the women of the of the Bible. Just want to just give you a little backdrop on um, on the fact uh, Judith was the first wife that um, Esau had taken, and how this could really be um, this was out of the will of that this was be, because these are women who did idol worship. They didn't believe in the Lord our God, like we we had discussed um, with. Um, I think we talked about it previously. We discussed Ruth and Naomi when we mm-hmm. were talking. About, when we were talking about the lineage of, of Jesus. Now, for instance, Ruth was a Moabitess, but she, like she told Naomi, "I'm willing to let my God, your your God, be my God," and she was brought into the lineage of Christ. And when you look at um, the two wives the two Hittite wives that um, Esau had taken, Judith and, um, what's the other name, Judith and Basemoth, 
which they also called Hada. These women were never mentioned in um, in the fact that they would adhere to the things of God or even Esau himself. Recall when Jacob had um, his wives after um, everything was said and done because Laban, they did a little worship. The Syrians, they worship idols. They had a lot of that going on with them. However, recall when um, when Jacob, when he had um, got a word from the Lord and the Lord had said to him, you know, it's time for you to return back. He told, he spoke to the women in his household and he told them, listen, get rid of all your idols, clean up all your things, consecrate yourselves. And when he had said that to them, they immediately, they said, okay, they adhered to what it was that he had said. And he had that, that, um, that relationship with God that he wanted to be obedient to God. But again, here we look at with Esau, he wasn't able to do that with the wives that he had. They kind of more so when he married those women, it would appear that probably they had maybe a greater influence over him than what Jacob would have had over his wives when he had said to them, you know, get rid of the idols, because they were all kind of doing it. You know, they were kind of struggling with their faith. You had men like um, Abraham and like Jacob, who the Lord could, and they would adhere to the things of God in spite of what was going on around them. Because Abraham, too, he came from a family of idolatry. What did, what did the Lord say to him? Get thee from away from your people and go to a land where I'm going to show you. And Abraham just obeyed God. But as we can see here, that that was not the case. It's not spoken of that these women were, in fact, um, looking to serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Minister um, Aletha, would you care to comment on that portion? Is your, are you there? Is your phone muted? Yes, it is. It's muted. Okay. 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 Can you you hear you um, you hear me now? Would you like to comment on that portion? Okay. I didn't hear it exactly, but I've been running around. I'm sorry. That's... <laughs> Minister Belinda, would you like to jump in there? Yes, ma'am. Uh, that's that's when you. You bring in that other element, you're going to have that conflict. You know, that's why God said there would be a separation. Mm-hmm. And, and it's so prevalent to what God says. You know, this is in the Old Testament, but you look at it in the New Testament, all through the scriptures. Mm-hmm. When people left from what God said and took on something else, they brought conflict. And even when Jacob said, these are God's people, put, put away your idols. So it's also a reflection to God's people. We can take up idols. You know, but the, the women listen, like you said. But uh, it goes back to what God said. You know, that's why he said, don't go in there and marry them. Right. They serve other idols. No other gods. Okay. 
And as you can see, they weren't, they didn't have the desire to worship the the one true living God. So that in 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 itself, you know, put Esau in a place where he, uh, you know, he still mentioned his lineage and things in the Bible. But as you can see, <clears throat> it goes off <clears throat> to just to discuss that who they were and and who um, those that the sons, how they had children and things of that nature, and the different um, nationalities that came out of them as a result of the marriages, these women. Yes. Okay. And the tribe that they, they came out of. The, what was it? The, I think Canaanites and the Hittites wind up coming out of that generation. Right, right. And, and, and um, there were a few other, like they, the Bible begins to call, they were noted as Dukes, the Dukes of Edom. So Jacob mm-hmm. had the, the tribes of Israel and Esau had the Dukes of Edom, the kings and the Dukes of Edom. So, the, you know, God did not, he did not forsake him at all. He allowed his lineage to grow and to be great um, with these women. But at the end, this is just when it stops and talks about Esau, there's no more mentioning of them. I'm sure they come up, we go back and we can trace the history of all these people because we're all the seeds of Abraham. So I'm sure after going in here and seeing the different um, wives and how they had sons and then their sons had, had children and so forth and so on, they became the uh, the Edomite, the Dukes of Edom, the Kings of Edom. So I'm, the Lord has has need of them, and He has place for them. But they, as well as the descendants of of Jacob, because they, that's that that's that lineage that God chose to use and to bring forth Jesus from, going down that as we later on come to see. And didn't it, doesn't it go back to Noah, to Noah's son? Their inherit, their their lineage goes back to Noah, Canaan, or is it Cain? Um, I'm not exactly sure. Don't quote me on it. But from Shem, Ham, and um, Noah's third son. I yes. The, yeah. Right. And yes. and they were first because of the what they did to their father, showing his nakedness. Yes, yes. Uh, oh, and, you know, you see, go back to their their heritage, where they came from, and you see, uh, but, you know, it's, it's two, two things, because Ruth and Naomi, Naomi chose to give up her lineage and take mm-hmm. on the lineage of God. Right. Abraham from his people that served idols, but chose to follow the Lord. Exactly, yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. And at some point, point, this this is all that God has given us all a choice to make, to, to, to serve him. As you, you see, when you, it goes on into Scripture, goes later on into the Bible, and when they give out the law, and then um, 
Leviticus numbers and things of that nature, and they're talking about God has given us all a choice to make, to to serve him or or to serve other gods, as he says. What are you going to do? Because ultimately he wants us to come to him willingly. Could Could not God make us all serve him and bow down and worship him? Of course he could because he is God, but he created us to, to, to worship him, but he also gave us a choice to decide whether we're going to worship him or not. And as you can see, you all, always throughout the Bible, you have some that chose to worship God when he spoke to them. They, had, he, they heeded to his voice because, remember, Abraham was, he came from a, a people who also, they did all sorts of idol worship. But when the Lord spoke to Abraham, he knew that that was the voice of God, and he didn't hesitate to follow him because he knew the voice of God when he spoke to him, and he moved accordingly to what God said. And Abraham is one of the few men that God refers to as a friend of his in the Bible. And that, that's got to be some sort, that's an honor for God to be able to call you a friend of his because Abraham obeyed God. He was the one who was willing to sacrifice his only um, son that God had given him, his promised son. He was willing to kill this child because he wanted to serve God. And he is a man that God pulled from that idolatry. So he made a choice to serve God and to worship God. And as he's given each and every one of them here the option to do, some have chosen some have chosen and, and, and regret that they didn't choose like Esau and tried to make it right, but it still put him not in the place where, where Jacob was in wanting to obey God. Because I, I noticed something that I was reading earlier um, before we came on the call, that Jacob, he was not willing to deceive his father per se, like most people like to say he was the deceptor. Jacob was not the one. It was his mother that came to him and told him what to do. And he said that he would, he thought that he would be cursed, but his mother said, let that curse fall on me. So he was not really a deceiver. He was an obedient son to doing what his mother said. And as you saw, he obeyed even again when his parents told him to leave and go and get a wife from um out of the their lineage and things. So he was always an obedience, not just, you know, he wasn't like, you know, um, they called Jacob, they said his name means the planter, like trickster, but he didn't initiate any tricks. He, he went along and did as per his parents, what they told him to do. He was actually the more obedient son than Esau. Mm. Mm. You see the comment, Minister Belinda? Yeah, I, I, I was looking because I've uh, I've never heard that. Not saying that you know just because you don't hear it. Right. Uh, it's in, you know what I'm saying? I'm not questioning you. Uh, is no. that in the scriptures about him being a trickster, or is that what people say? Um, it's not in not in the scripture, but his name, his name yeah. means the plants, the trickster. That's what that's what Jacob means. So they always want to take that and apply it to him mm-hmm. like he was deceit, de- deceptive. But yeah, it see, was- so saying it, yes. that's why we need to read scriptures 
to right. get a real understanding because you're calling somebody something and they're not, not having the full understanding. This was prophetic. A word right. from God came. So it was nothing in like deception. That plan was going to play out. Either way, and I, exactly. Yeah, you'll see things that take place and it looks like deception, but it's not. You know, that's why it's best to see God about what you see and get a full understanding before you speak or you put your thoughts on it because it be, can be very contrary to what you're thinking. Right. You know, because uh, God, like you say, he has a plan and everything. His plan is the perfect plan. Yes. And I'm, I'm just going to go back here at, at that scripture it says in, in um Genesis 27, just for the listening audience to read, uh, Genesis 27, it starts at verse 6, says here, And spake unto Jacob her son, saying, Behold, I heard thy father speak unto Esau, thy brother, saying, Bring me venison and make me savory meat that I may eat and bless thee before the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, this is um, Rebecca talking to Jacob. She says, obey my voice according to that which I command thee. Go now to the flock and fetch me from thence two good kids of the goats, and I will make them savory meat for thy father, such as he loveth. And thou shalt bring it to thy father, that he may eat, and that he may bless thee before his death. And Jacob said to Rebecca, his mother, behold. Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth man. My father, peradventure, will fill me, and I shall seem to him as a deceiver, and I shall bring a curse upon me and not a blessing. Right here, he's objecting to do what his mother said to him. And then she goes on, his mother said unto him, unto me be thy curse, my son. Only obey my voice and go fetch me then. And he went and did so forth and so on. So it wasn't the I it wasn't Jacob's idea to deceive his father. It was his mother's idea and he was just obedient to obey what she said to do. He trusted her in what she was saying and where did she where did she get this from? The Lord spoke to her and told her that the younger shall um, be ruler over the older. The older shall serve the younger. So it was her her plan that Jacob was following, not his own. So that's why I said, um, you know, people often say his his name means deceiver, or supplanter is what it, what it actually means, supplanter. And they said that means trickster or or deceiver. But he was not the one who came up with the plan. It was it was his mother, and he was obe- obeying his mom. And why did she feel as though she had to come up with such a plan? Because of what the Lord had spoken to her back in Genesis 25 when these two children were warring in her womb. Either of you um, feel free to go ahead and comment. I'll say this. You know, uh, she, there's, um, yeah, Holy Ghost. Uh, she did it regardless of how it looked. Right. Because she wanted to be obedient. Right. And, and you know, there's times God actually do something and it'll look deceptive. 
But you have to trust God that he, it's not deceptive. It may look, but she had had the prophecy. She had the word that came from God. Mm-hmm. You know, her son said he, he was thinking it was deceptive, but it's a thought. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't deceptive because it was already what God wanted. But thank God that he was obedient to his mother. Right. You know, and did it. You know, sometimes that obedience really matters when it's by the Spirit. So true. So true. So true. And and with that, I want to go back to um, just uh, this scripture as because um, most people would say then that why was it was Rebecca punished, you know, for what it was that she had done. And the Lord in his sovereign um, wisdom, Paul writes about it in Romans, and we had discussed this before. It's in Romans chapter um, chapter number 9, verse 14. It talks about God shows mercy as he wills. And it says in verse 14, what shall we say then? Is there unrighteousness with God? God forbid. He For he saith to Moses, I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy, and I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. So then it is not him that willeth, nor of him that runs, but of God that showeth mercy. So if, if it's the will of God, it's the will of God. Thank you. And irregardless of how, like you say, how it, it, look, it looks, it, they look like, you know, they were being deceptive, but she was doing what God told her was going to come to pass, and she was not going to allow um, Isaac to give that blessing to Esau when God clearly told her that the, the older shall serve the younger. Yes. So the, so the younger had to receive the blessing from the Lord. Not excuse me, not the older. And 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 right before that happened, uh, Jacob was getting ready to give Esau the blessing because blessing. God held that to him. He told it to Rebecca. Mm-hmm. So you know, I, and and I know that oftentimes you know people there. There's been a lot of talk about you know a woman's place in the Bible. Mm-hmm. How, how men are to rule, but God, he created us all equal, some male, male and female, and a man to be the priest of, over the home, but he did not state the fact that he will use a woman whenever he seems fit. Again, he shows mercy to whomever he wants to show mercy to, and, and, and his will will be done at the end. Because why didn't he reveal that to, to Isaac? Mm-hmm. But you, people mix, they mix traditions and then uh, mm-hmm. their own belief in it, and it has mm-hmm. nothing to do with it. Because God, like you read the scripture, is there any unrighteousness in God? And no man, no woman, nobody can say there's unrighteousness in God. And right. he chooses. It, all this word belongs to God. It doesn't belong to man. And yes. when he said, Jesus said that new covenant, he said there is neither male or female. So he left that out. And in the scripture, what do you do with the scripture? He says, whom he calls, he qualifies. And was he used women in the Old Testament? Yes, he was. He had Deborah that was a judge and, and a warrior. 
Yes. Women were being used in the scriptures back then. And when we, like you say, he's a priesthood of the house. But even that, there's a, a, a dimension in that. And people miss it. Mm-hmm. When he created man, a woman out of Adam's rib, he could have created her by herself, but he didn't. He took that woman out of that man's butt, that is uh, rib and said, he said, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. So they're not separate. They're together. And we missed that. And he says when a man uh, shall leave from his, uh, you know, his mother's house, his parents' house, and cleave to his wife, and they shall become as one. It's one entity coming together as one in Christ and him being the lordship over both. So, I mean, there's so much in what God's saying in this, you know, that uh, we can't say that it's this or that. When God says she is the one that had the plan, because he already knew the character of both. Who, who, it, who creates the fruit of the womb? God said the fruit of the womb is his reward. Mm-hmm. He's the creator of all things. Then he knows the beginning and the end. He knows the very thought we'll have tomorrow in an hour. So he knew the two different individuals that would be in there and their choices. Well, that's why he gave the, the blessing to uh, Jacob, not Esau. And no, God calls who he wants to call. And no man can say that uh, a woman cannot serve God or be called into a, a uh, position. You can say it, but it doesn't mean anything to God. Exactly. There's neither male or female. But we take apart the word. We add. We get one scripture of this scripture. We don't get the deafness. We can't sit, add or take. But right. that's my Right, yeah. and one jot or one tittle unto the word of God. Mm-hmm. So thank you for sharing that, um, Minister Belinda. And as I was just sitting here, um, because, again, our our topic today was um, about the, the slide he saw. And as I said to you in the email, and I said to you that we always just allow God to take us in whatever direction that the spirit um, deems to to mm-hmm. talk about and to um, dialogue on, but again, when you the Lord thought it not robbery to mention these names of the women in the Bible, irregardless oh. of their how large or how small, how He mentions them and and um, and brings um, um, you know shines light on their names and and so forth and so on that we owe it to them to, to discuss it and to see where it all comes in that some things are more significant than others, but it's all in God's plan and, and in his design to bring it all back together and in and, and, and find it. And so the, the, the wives of that Esau took clearly were not um, 
ordained by God. He did what it was that he chose to do. And then he went ahead and he tried to to fix it with the the third wife that turned out to be um, in Abraham's uh, lineage, which was Esau's, um, Ishmael's, I'm sorry, Ishmael's daughter, Mahalah. But again, he had uh, children with these, these three women, and they bore him several sons, and and his sons even come up, and they'll be discussed. Um, God talks about them later on um, in Scripture because if God mentioned it, it will come up again. It's going to have some um, re- um, revelation is going to be revealed by it because I believe, and it's been mentioned, that the Old Testament conceals the New Testament and then your New Testament reveals your Old Testament because it's, it's the word of God. It all comes back and it all ties together. It's all a part of part of his, his perfect plan. And this being our blueprint that we can look into and to follow so that we as believers, we have some point of reference and to, to follow and to see where there are examples, because um, I believe Solomon even said it, he knew under the sun. God had already made provision for everything that we might endure today. Somewhere along mm-hmm. in Scripture, it was mentioned, and I believe that he does this so that we'll have a point of reference, so that we can see and look in whether it's something that we should do or something that we should not do. I believe that God, in his sovereign wisdom, he covers it all because these wives that Esau had taken, clearly he should not have. He was more so disobedient to to God than um, his brother Jacob was, which is probably the Lord already knew where the separation came in at and the prophecy took place. It's just It was just unfolding for us in the scriptures. That we were able to see that what that prophecy that the Lord spoke to Rebecca in Genesis 25 just kind of played out in in the following uh, ten chapters is where we are around chapter 36 in talking about his descendants. But clearly Esau was not the the one who obeyed God, or that God would have believed that he would have obeyed God. Ergo, the the blessing um, went upon Jacob. Amen. 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 And 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 again, and the mother knew that that was what she needed to do to ensure. Because again, you know, parents know their children. Mhm. And he he already that he was going to be he was disobedient because remember um, Esau disobeyed them, he took those wives and was ready to bless them. So he was already going down that path. But Jacob was that one child who he was close to the mother, close to home. Esau was the the warrior, you know, the hunter, the gatherer. Jacob was that child that was more so, you know, closer to the mother, stayed around the house doing those things. And not so much because, you know, um, the scripture doesn't really talk about um his um like his his um personal like day to day task and things that he was doing, but you could always find him close near home and Esau they always had to go look for him 
to see where he was because he was more of your wanderer, your 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 roamer type of um of child, not really concerned about the things that pertain to um the the makeup of the family, the holiness, the structure, and things of that nature. So much so as you can see, he he sold his birthright first and foremost for a bowl of soup because he was hungry. <laughs> he came back out of the field. He wanted to eat. His mindset was whatever. You know, he didn't he put emphasis on the things of God until it may have come up and, he, and it mattered to him. So um, either of you ladies can, can tell me what you um, – what the Lord has given you regarding these two brothers, Esau and Jacob. Who are you asking that to? Um, I, I, I haven't heard from Minister um, Letha much if she wants to come in, but if you, you get to comment, Minister Bel- okay. you can. Well, you know, uh, all of this is symbolic. Everything that's in the scripture. That's why God says read. And, and show yourself approved. You know, mm-hmm. uh, some people say the Old Testament's not relevant. Yes, it is. Because the old and the new, like you said, it mm-hmm. ties. You'll catch some of the, the commandments that God said in the New Testament. And you'll see where Jesus says he didn't come to undo the word but fulfill it. So yes. some of the prophetic words were in the Old Testament, you know, that his coming he, his uh, coming and that what would happen. So it's all connected. And it's good to know the history. And like Sister Donna was saying, go beyond. I found out things that I didn't even know. You know, mm-hmm. then you could stay in the Middle East and what's going on. And that right. they are connected because right. they are the seed of Abraham too because that's right. out of the lineage of Esau. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All of that stuff. Jerusalem. All of it, and why some people say we are we have the bloodline too, but there's a difference, you know, in what God is saying about the true bloodline and the bloodline that was partial, and that goes all the way back to Sarah, when Sarah decided to help God when she didn't need to. God promised her a child; she didn't have to take that handmaiden, but out of that, you know. That lineage comes, two separate children. And they would have to separate, but yet God honored that, that the mother when she took her children out in the wilderness, you know, out by herself. God sent an angel to let her know that he would bless her too. But it was a different blessing. And, and you look at, you know, uh, not having that priority that because of his flesh is natural thing, because hunger, you know, is of our, our body elements. But the spirit is different. If the spirit is, is, is more stronger than the physical body, it won't take on something, give up something of God that is very important to your life because you're hungry. But you see people doing that today. Like the Lord said, there's nothing under the sun that's new. Everything that's playing out now is played out back then. We might have more technology, but it's still right. um, the exact playing out. You know, mm-hmm. 
endeavor through storms. We endeavor through not having food. Uh, and God says, wait upon him. And our flesh says, uh, I'm not doing this no more. I'm going to go get whatever device or whatever I got to do. I'm going to go get this food. But we just walked out of the will of God. You know, we're selling out the things that matter, the spiritual substance that will be the most important thing, the most relevant thing. Look at the people that, uh, uh, those that were lined and hooked up with God. Because just because you say Jewish doesn't mean you're, you're in alignment with God. That went through the Holocaust. Look at those that have gone through famine. That have mm-hmm. not sold out their birthrights. They did not curse God as they went through it. They still lifted their hands up to God. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's relevant, very relevant. And, and like you say, mm-hmm. yeah, the women, if God mentions these people, they are relevant. We can't disannul them and say one is higher than the other. God chose all, they all had a part in this. And why? And what, what was the mishap and what was the, the not mishap, the blessing and the curse? Where did this originate? Where did, you know, and you take it all the way to uh, the beginning. Uh, when uh, Lucifer was an angel of light, mm-hmm. but to rebel, the spirit of disobedience and the spirit of obedience. Right. You know, and when you said a choice, who would want a child to only love them or, or serve them because you have to beat them or you have to make them? Mm-hmm. It's it's it. There's a difference. When you're willing to love God, you you want to, you want to serve Him, you want to be His, consider Him as your mm-hmm. friend. Then oh, oh, I've got to do this. Mm-hmm. That's a difference. And God says it in That's why He will not force us. It's a choice. He wants you to choose your fellowship with Him. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's all I have to say. Thank you for sharing that, and that's that's so good because um, we 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 look in, we look at the scripture and we're talking about these women, and ultimately, um, like you said, it, it was about choice. It was all it was all about choice because he thought he had known that um, that God didn't want them marrying the Canaanite women. You know, that wasn't the first time that um, that was an issue. You know, it was um, God had said that back to Abraham that they shouldn't marry, you know, and, and intertwine with those people. And it wasn't because of who they were. It was because of their faith. That's why the Bible says that two people shouldn't be unequally yoked. You know, a, a believer uh, yeah, uh, shouldn't be trying to marry an unbeliever. You know what? What does what does light have to do with darkness? You know, it it all comes back to that. So you you it's always at the end of the day, it's always about choice. If we, we're going to be every day that we're going to have to make some more difficult than others, 
That's why scripture is mm-hmm. constantly telling, you know, when people were um, facing adverse situations, the Lord, the angel of the Lord would come in and he would say, fear not, fear not, mm-hmm. you know, because you can't, fear is a, fear is a natural human um, response. To the because fear is fear is being afraid of the unknown. When you don't know what's going to happen, fear can really grip you and 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 really have you. You know, sometimes if people don't realize it, and 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 I I I had an experience once where fear almost had me immobilized, and I had mm. to really just call on the name of the Lord, like God. You know, I know this is not you. You know, and you got to help me through this or whatever it is that I have to encounter. And when you begin to call on the Lord, like the scripture says, draw nigh unto me and I'll draw nigh unto you. And you have to put, the. that's why the word in scripture says, hide the word in your heart so that you might not mm-hmm. sin it. God, you got to have word in you when you need it. And that's why it's not so you can't rely on your, your pastor's salvation or your mother's salvation and tradition and things of that nature, because when you are in the the uh, a place where the enemy is attacking you, you better have some God down on the inside of you that you can reach down and you can call upon him, and he can come and make himself known to you because we're all going to need them. We're all going to be faced with those times where we're going to have to make decisions and we're going to have to trust God. And is it always easy? No, it's not. It's not like, you know, because if it were, were easy, it wouldn't be such a challenge. You know, walking by faith, a lot of times, it's not the easiest thing. It's easy when, when everything is going right, but when you when trouble seems to be all around, you know, that's why I believe the, the, the whole book of Job is in there because Job had trouble after trouble after trouble after trouble, but he did not falter. He kept his faith in God. But it would have been real easy, like his wife told him, just just give just give up and curse God and die. It would have been real easy. But he stood the test of time and he, he was determined that, you know, for God I'll live and for God I'll die. And we have to have that same faith in times of adversity. When things don't seem like they're gonna go right for you, we have to keep the faith. Because Esau was, you know, he was really disappointed when he realized that he wasn't going to receive the blessing from God. And he got angry and he wanted to to kill his brother. But he didn't stop to see that, too, it was part of it was that he had done. You know, we have to stop and examine ourselves. You know, and oftentimes that's sometimes one of the hardest things to do. You have to examine yourself to see where you are and be willing to repent and ask God and, 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 and pick up for where you may have gone astray because the Bible says the righteous have fallen seven times. So you're going to miss the mark. You, you may very well miss the mark because we're not perfect. But God says we are to strive for perfection. We're going to make mistakes. All have sinned and falling short of the glory of God. We all have, but it's, you, you, you got to get back up and you got to keep looking up to God and, and, and seeking the Lord and asking him to search you and, and, make, and be willing to make changes to the things that are in you that are not pleasing unto God. Because we, we all have some things that, you know, God, God needs to, you know, kind of 
clean up for to say for lack of a better word. But scripture in Romans, I really hold hold on to that because it says there's no unrighteousness in God, but He's gonna have mercy on who He wants to have mercy on. Because it's His will. It's His will that that that's going to be accomplished, not man's but God's. Amen. 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 Um, yes, yes, yes. Amen. Amen. We've just gone through an hour of our time. Um, Minister um, Letha, I haven't heard much from you. I know you've just been listening. Do you care to share and make any comments on what we've been discussing so far today? Yes, I noticed that Esau was busy with the wrong kind of women. Now, he did try to make it right, but I, I like everyone had said, he, you know, there was uh, two different lineages, and he, he tried to make it right, but he had already made it. He was already just loose, <laughs> cursed, loose. He was doing for everything. <laughs> and, yes, you can't mix two lineages just because one side believes idols and the other side doesn't. So, um yeah, he was busy, and I said, "Wow." I, I mean, it's good to, but I thought he was. Um, it just reminded me of like incest because even though um, his firstborn son was following his in his footsteps as well, uh, Esau's firstborn son was following in the same footsteps that his daddy had gave him as an example. So it it was like uh, history repeating itself. I mean, so um, yeah, he uh, mixed up a whole lot. But okay, I have a question on the uh, when um, you said um, God said don't mix with the uh, Canaan Canaanite tribe or whatever that. Okay, does that have okay because you know in the world they say you know uh, well I heard in a church that they said don't mix with the Canaanite. Is that where they got they thought the that don't mix with the black race or you know because I had heard so many of this it's stupid to me but yeah I had heard long ago and even to this day I've heard everybody say stay with your own kind. And don't mix with uh, different races or races. I don't 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 know. I didn't know if that had anything to do with that. No, I don't believe that way either. Let me say this. Let me say this uh, regarding that, um, Minister Lita, that the reason that God had asked them not to to, um, mingle with these people was because of their faith, because they didn't believe in God. It had nothing to do with their color of their skin or things of that nature, because what people fail to realize is that we have different shades of skin because of climate, you know, different yeah. things of that because of climate, not so much as to that the, the, the white is better dark or so on. And scientifically speaking, white cannot make black. All, yeah. all come from a cup, from color, from the darkness. Yeah. It's been scientifically proven that there is there is a melanin in every person on this earth, and that that speaks of color, but that's not 
that's not God's purpose or his He's not into it. He's not against interracial. He's a interfaith. So he doesn't want, that's why the Bible says, do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. It, it didn't say don't be together of a different color or a different um, race or anything like that. He was talking about faith. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, yeah, uh, I think that's what they got it from. When people, no, yeah, I don't believe that. Yeah, faith people, is. Yeah, they think they are distorting the truth, and they have yeah. their own. So that is not agenda. Yeah, and that's why the spirit. Yeah. Gotta, you have to search out the spirit. You you gotta you gotta experience where it's coming because that no. Yeah, I can't hear you very well. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Mr. Belinda, you're saying something? Huh? Were you saying something? Is somebody uh, I, I heard that in, in, uh, in church and they trying to say uh, that uh, black people were cursed because of this. And I didn't even know the Lord then, <clears throat> but I knew that was a lie from the pit of hell. God, God didn't curse, curse yeah. a race. He cursed yeah. uh, uh, those that uh, did not believe or worship idols. And it had nothing to do with that because there were, there were, inter, there were different people from different nationalities uh, marrying back then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ethiopian wife. And then, I don't, you know, like she's saying, the dominant, it comes from the dominant. And that is, has been scientifically. And you can't preach racism out of God's Bible. You he said no yeah. because they were of another belief. Yeah. And yeah. How, what does that really mean? Where does customs and beliefs come out of? It comes out of a mindset. And a mindset that has been taught. You know, that's why God gave them commandments back then. He gave them ordinance to tell them this is the way you live. This is the way you you do. This is how you judge the people. But it was lined up with God. Then the new covenant had to come because they weren't, couldn't keep that. So he made a new way, but it still lined up with what he was saying. You know, grace and all of that came in, into the picture. It had nothing to do with not marrying somebody out of your race. Race has never been invented. It was invented in the 18, I forget, way back. Yeah. It, Thing as a uh, even a white race that was invented to separate, separate and segregate, and it was about yeah. power. Yeah. So God is not in that. That you know, um, you got the clan that will say they serve Jesus. That's not the truth. You can't serve God and pay. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You can't yeah. serve God and say what he made is unholy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you can't. I, I would, yeah. yeah. 
You know. Yeah, I was for a reconciliation thing, and they they apologized to all the different cultures, all the different cultures, mm-hmm. and it was it was amazing to see that they come up. You know, they told all the lot. You know the mm-hmm. the ladies' house where we met at. She mm-hmm. uh, their their family was the one that brought the KKK into the uh, Texas area. Mm-hmm. Uh, that thing, and so we. She thought that she was going to go to, you know, go on with the Lord and die in peace. And then the God started convicting her about her daddy and her her grandfather and her father were in the KKK. And mm-hmm. she, they never told her anything about the uh, what they did. But yeah. she, God made her go look up everything and convicting her every step of the way and telling her that's a lie, 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 and told her all these things. They were afraid. They were afraid of God. They didn't know how to relate to God at all. They just knew he was a a supreme being. They couldn't see him, but they were afraid of him. Mm -hmm. So they called themselves, the KKKs in the very beginning called themselves the white Israelis. And then, because they were afraid, they didn't, they couldn't see this supreme being, but they said, "Well, we'll just call ourselves the, the white Israelis." Mm-hmm. So then, when, because uh, God was supreme and they wanted to be supreme, mm-hmm. they were afraid because they couldn't see him. So then they said, "Well, we're gonna make God proud of us." So they made crosses, but when they started burning the, but when they started burning the crosses, God said, "I never knew you." Because no child of mine is going to burn the cross, and that was a lie of the enemy that Mm -hmm. allowed them to start doing burning crosses. That was beneath what even Satan could do. Minister, I'm going to interject Uh for a second, and I want I want you whenever you hear or you want to question some things of of any type of nature, take it to the Word of God. Yeah, the Word of God, because it can't be found. And scripture to support it, dismiss it, because it is not even worth even trying to understand, because who can understand a reprobate mind? Mm-hmm. Who can? Who can? It's not even to, to yeah. be understood. And, and, and when, when people start talking things of that nature, you got to go and you got to take it to the word, because mm-hmm. when uh, the Europeans, when they started slavery, they used the Bible. To, to to indoctrinate people to the slaves to thinking that yeah. we were first yeah. people because Ham was of the darker descent. Okay. Canaan's people were Canaan the Canaanites were cursed only because of what they had done. God cursed them because of how they mm-hmm. didn't protect uh Noah. because those were his were his um children after the descendants and and they were cursed by God, but again, not because of the color of their skin. That's what there's okay. no in the Bible that it even says that nowhere that it says mm-hmm. that they because of their skin. They were cursed because of what they had the disgrace that they had did on Noah. Those were um, part of Noah's lineage, and they did not protect him. So there had to be some some ungodliness in the heart to want to expose mm-hmm. someone like that. Because the Bible says that we are to, we are to prefer one another and cover one another in love. Did they do that? No. 
So that's where the curse came from. But it had nothing to do with the color of their skin. And, was and God says, I love one another. You know, and hate is in the Bible only. He said, hate evil. Right. Yeah. He said, hate things I hate. That's right. Hate, yeah. hate the things. Things that you hate, and it's not hating a person. Uh, yeah. I, I I will not participate in certain things because it, it, it nature will not go towards it no more. Because my nature is no longer of the flesh, but of the spirit. They and and when you see so much a lack of knowledge, mm-hmm. will make people believe stuff. And if you look at the Bible and and the Old Testament at the old maps. Where is all this taking place at? Jerusalem, uh, this and that. All these areas are people of color. And the reason why and they're, and they're, they're people of color, because that's where it all came from. That's yeah. where it all came from. Dark, shriveled yeah. down into the light. But they yeah. were, we were all dark. He, they were all they, dark. You see, you yeah. they were yeah. all darker-skinned people because heck, they were constantly in the sun. They were constantly in the sun, and you had a few of them that might have been on the little lighter side because they stay inside the building and they were working out in the fields. But that's that's, that's where it all came from. Yeah, yeah. And Africa has the most diverse uh, uh, in its race than any other uh, race. But it's not a race issue, like she says. Melanin is in your skin. You even right. have a lot. It determines how dark you're going to be, how light you are. Yeah. If you don't have, you don't have any, you're an albino. Right. Yes, I understand all of that. I, I, I had heard that for years. And so Racism. I knew that was a lie. I knew all that was a lie. I, I'm very good at spotting out the lie. It's just mm-hmm. I just wanted to know where they came up with that and how they interjected that. But yeah, I, I know this was a lie. They twisted yeah, the word. Yeah, you know, I, I know that I've come up with a lot of um, racist people, but I'm not one of them. I love all kind of people. So go ahead. Well, you know, and and and, and, and this is and this is a, this is a platform that God has given us to to share the word of God. So we're not even going to entertain that because it's mm-hmm. ignorance. It's, it's ignorance, mm-hmm. plain and simple. And ignorance begets ignorance. And the only way to to get into it is to not even myself, in my opinion, I don't I don't even deal with it because when it comes to that, I I give that stuff over to the Lord because but I know that God. I know that it's yeah. not of God. There's no Word question about it. Because, right? Because the word the word does not support it. So it's 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 of the world, and and yep. and and, yeah. and the scripture clearly tells you. Listen, are you gonna follow? You gonna follow the commandments of God? Or are you gonna keep up with the world's traditions? You know, and there's yeah. a lot. There are a lot of traditions that we really need to to put to bed and 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 put yeah. out there because they are not of God. They are not of God. They are man's traditions. Because then when you begin to follow traditions, you're no different from the the Pharisees and the Sadducees. Okay? You're no different from them because they couldn't even see, because of their traditions, they couldn't even see the fact that the Messiah had come. That the Messiah had come to save them because he didn't come 
you know, to dethrone the, the, the Roman Empire as they thought he would, he should have come, okay? He didn't come bearing, um, you know, in crown jewels. He came to the lowest of the lows, to, 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 yeah. to those who, who were, were the poorest. That's who Christ had came to, to minister to, and, to, and to, to bring hope and salvation to, because those that were sitting in, in places of authority, didn't, couldn't even recognize him when he came because of their traditions. And that's what God is calling us away from, to move away from that stuff. Because if, you, if you're constantly caught up in tradition, you will not be able to see the things of God. Yeah. They will not be able to see the things of God because you're so blinded by what you think should be or how you think it should be, how, how you think it should come forth. And God, he says, I'll take the foolish things to confound the wise. Mm-hmm. And if you don't allow your spirit to be open and to be receptive to the things of God, you're going to be like the Pharisees. You'll miss it. So they, yeah. miss, they miss God. They miss yeah. God. So where do traditional curses come from? Tradition. Things pass on out of our own mind and flesh. We mm-hmm. teach. Flesh. Yeah. Flesh. Flesh. Yeah. Flesh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where that's where traditions come from, from the flesh. Years, years, years of tradition. But take they pass it on to generation and, and to generation. I'm not going to talk about anybody's particular denomination because people can sometimes be behind those things because you have all these doctrines and all of these church um, churches that come up through certain doctrines and beliefs that they've done for 50, 60, 100 years. Some of them have been following after churches and they do things in a particular processional order and things of that nature. They have to have all the right garments on and all of these things. Or or it's not um, so to speak, quote unquote, or it's not of God. And, and, and personally, how, could you, how can you really even say that because have you given the spirit of God the the opportunity to move and to and to, and to have its way? Because many times the spirit of God gets hindered because of man's tradition. Because they want to mm. come into service and they want to dictate how it's going to be instead of saying, God, have your way. Have your way, God, however you see fit to conduct your service or so forth. And I'm just using that as an example but we have got to be led of God and not be moved according to man's tradition. And that's in all things. Because if God is ready to move, you have to be able to give him the, the freedom and the leeway to move. But if we come to service after service every Sunday, you go, you go into your, your houses of worship and everybody is, um, you know, certain order and they must stick to it. But, Say if you in praise and worship and the spirit of the Lord break out from moving because you want to keep in with your service, you want to tell the people to sit down. There's a high praise going on, and the Holy Ghost, God may God may want to 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 perform miracles, but are you mm-hmm. going to quench the spirit or not? Because it's uh ten ten twenty or ten thirty, and and the the praise and worship team is supposed to go up next when the spirit of God is moving. You understand what I'm saying? So this is this where the church, we, we really have to be mindful of the things of God. 
And when God wants to do a thing, we have to allow God to have his way at all times. At all times, we are to, to bow down to the spirit of the living God when it's moving. But, again, that happens when you can come to, to service oftentimes. you got to be on one accord. That's, the, that's an important factor also because people don't realize that when you can't wait to go to church and start praising God. You can't wait till you get to the church building to start having worship. You, you got to have a lifestyle of worship. You got to be praying God about you. You want to pray without ceasing. You got to have a spirit of worship that should follow you everywhere you go. It's not just a Sunday. Exactly. Exactly. Amen. It's not just for Sunday, go to meet in service. No. And, and, and if that be the case, then when God really wants to, to show up and show out, that's where, we, that's where he gets missed. He gets missed. He gets caught in, in all, all of the other things that, that want, you know, we want to take place and take precedence mm-hmm. over the spirit of God. And we really have to be mindful of that from Sunday after Sunday mm-hmm. after Sunday. Is God being glorified in his places of worship? Are we really putting God first? Mm-hmm. And it's you know, establishing a pattern in the spirit side of you. If you practice, practice worshiping and praising God, he said praise him all the time, mm-hmm. in and out. So if I don't put that in effect, and I don't have a worshiping spirit, and I don't let God establish that in me, then when bad things come, I'm going to lift my hands up. Mm. Stop praising God because something happens. I'm going to give him because we don't understand. There is power in praise. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And even in a greater realm, if somebody was to die, lift your hands up to God. And say, in God, in all things, I shall praise you. Amen. Amen. See, that's, I mean, is a, a level of, uh, and a, a realness and a depthness. I'd say this to what you're saying. God told me years ago, as I struggled to serve him, because I, I had so much tradition in me just from street knowledge to my mm-hmm. own perspective. You know, and God had to wait and clean a bunch of junk. And he said, uh, learn of me for my yoke is easy. I could not understand that mm. because I, and then one day, because I didn't get off the road, I kept saying, God, I know what you say is true, but I don't see the evidence of it. And I know, mm-hmm. God, you don't make a mistake. So if I'm not getting it, it's in me. Right. Help understand it. And oh my God, the revelation came. Mm. He said, because you're trying to do it. Mm. Let go. Let me do it. Trust me totally with all that you have in you, and I will show you how to overcome. And when I did that, it broke. And then Mm. I understood. Learn of me, for my yoke is easy. It's easy when we let go. It's easy when we say, God, you are totally in control. And, God, I don't know how to do it, but I know you know how to do this. And mm-hmm. let him in. Let mm-hmm. him do the cut. 
And now it has become very easy. Amen. Amen. And then uh, Jacqueline was saying, when, 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 when hard things start coming, the Spirit of God immediately tells you something's coming. You know, when you get ready to face something because something's going to be taken and it's going to maybe break supposedly a hardship, okay? It's our frame of mind, how we think, changing our mindset. Lord, it doesn't matter. You're the same God you was yesterday, today, and tomorrow. And my needs, God, I, I put them before you. Open the door, God, and, get, and let me stand in the firmness of you and not be moved. Mm-hmm. It's God doing it. You're allowing yeah. God to put you in that place. And when it comes, you will be surprised. Because mm-hmm. God shows up. He said, when you're weak, you're strong. I never understood that because I sound insanity. But, oh, when the day came and I faced something that was drastic, God showed up and stuck his hand out. He said, didn't I tell you that I promise I'll never leave you or forsake you? He said, I'm going to show you what this really means, Lenny. And his power, I seen something in a realm I've never seen in my life. God walked me through, and not one moment did I fail. Not one moment did I fall, because it wasn't me that held me. It was God mm-hmm. that walked inside of me. His strength, his power, his grace. Amen. But when we struggle to do it, we're not going to be very successful. When no. we're leaning into our own understanding, we're going to fail. If we lean into our own strength, we will fail. All the time. But God says, when you know that you're weak, lean to the Lord. When you face an enemy, go inside the spirit of God. He is our fortress. He is our weapon of war. And like he says, the battle's won because who can defeat God? Mm-hmm. And you're right, Lisa. Uh, uh, Lisa and Jacqueline. When we don't give count to what people say, you know, how many years has this this ugly spirit reigned, and not only in America, and all across the country that we're dividing ourselves hating each other over craziness. Yes, craziness. You're right, craziness. It's crazy. Craziness. Hate somebody for the color of their skin, whether they're short, fat, tall, whatever. But that's all I got to say. But go ahead, Lisa. I mean, Jacqueline. Well, we are um, getting close to the end of our time. I'm not sure if there were any other callers on the line, but I'm just going to ask for a moment if there, I will invite any callers or any listeners in the line if you want to make any comments, um, announce yourself if you care to or remain anonymous and let us know where you're calling from. If not, that would be fine, but you can share your comments. If there are any callers on the line, we'll give you a moment to respond.
So I guess um, not much. No one is on. It's responding. So I would like to, um, if we would, we have about um, 20 minutes left. If we could just go in in, um, in prayer and pray um, salvation, always doing all, all of this, anyone that might be listening that desires to be saved. Um, Minister mm-hmm. Melinda, do you care to begin that round? Okay. Thank you. Lord, I pray for anybody that's on this line that does not know you, that, God, you give them a heart a desire to want to know you, to come to you and say, Lord, let, I want you as my Lord and Savior. God, forgive me and I repent of all my sins, Lord, and I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Father, give them the heart and the mindset. God, reveal yourself to them, God, that they will know there is a living God that has power, God. You're a God, God, that is able to do all things, Father. So we ask, Lord, Father, in the name of Jesus, that you will begin your spirit for God move on people, that you will give them dreams and visions with understanding, God, that you will minister to every individual that has asked, is there a God, and is there a, a living God? For you said there are many gods, but there is one living God. Mm -hmm. God, we pray, Father, for that all those that are seeking and hungering after something more than this world, that are saying in their souls, there's got to be more. Mm -hmm. Try him for yourself. Right where you are, whether you be in your home, Wherever you are, if you're in your car, and for those that are on the last line of hope, that think suicide is an answer, don't do it. Yes. Just ask God. You don't have to ask man. Ask God, Lord, if you're real, come to me now. Give me hope. You're going to be experiencing something that you've never experienced in your life. Mm Mm-hmm. There are many religious gods that have nothing to do with God Almighty. Yes, Lord. Religion cannot save you. It cannot heal you. He said he came for the lost. He came for the, for the ones that are sick. Some of y'all are so broken in your hearts. Mm-hmm. Your body has been through, is polluted, and you know it. But God said, even in your polluted blood, he came and cleansed you and wiped you and cleaned you and made you whole and put royal garments on you. That's what the living God does. Some of you may be in prison since they think there's no way, there's no hope. God can open the prison door because he did it in the scripture. He can give you hope in any desperate situation. Call out on him. Try him for yourself. Before you leave here, ask God, if there is a God, reveal the front to me, and he will. So, Lord, we pray for all the brokenhearted. We pray, God, for you said that you came for the lost, God. Man may put a limit on them. Man may say they're hopeless. Man may say, well, they're too unclean. That's not what God said. No, that's right. Man. He came for you. He gave his only begotten son. 
If you have a son and you love him, some of you mothers love your children. You and your life down for them. When they suffer, your heart breaks. Mm-hmm. You, you understand that God had one, and he loved us enough that he would give his son, sacrifice the son for us. And that his son said, Father, he couldn't find one. And he said, I'll go, Father. I'll go mm-hmm. for that person down there that God is, is laying down in all kinds of filth. He said, I'll go to this one, God, that's the alcoholic, the liar, the thief, the murderer. Mm-hmm. Laid his life down for you. We know him because we gave our lives to him, and our lives have been changed. Father, we ask you, God, you know exactly where they are. You know exactly, God, their heart. Please go. Those that cry out, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Name, we pray this prayer. Believe in all things, God. For you said to believe in you, and we trust in you, God. Thank you, Lord. We have taste. We have sat at the throne room, God, and taste the good things of you, God. We have felt God. The, the living waters, God. When you told that woman that had five husbands, you told her the one you got now is not yours. But if you drink of the living water, you will thirst no more. Some are, are, are shopaholics. They think if I buy a new dress, it's going to make me happy. You tried everything. You ran to and fro. Mm. You might run from church to church, but never seen the living God. Mm-hmm. Drink out of the living water and you'll thirst no more. Yes, God. But you have to you have to come to that place. Lord, in Jesus' name, we pray. The prayer of faith, God. Mm-hmm. That our prayers will be answered and God that you will go forward. Lord, in Jesus' holy name. Amen. 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 Thank you for that, Minister Belinda. Uh, Minister Zika, we still have a few more minutes left. Would you like to continue in prayer and pray um, what the Lord leads on your heart for the program and so forth? Well, um, I, um, well, I think this might be a, a daily thing or maybe a monthly thing. If you, a lot of people don't know, um, you probably, I mean, some people need deliverance. I mean, I think some people know, would know whenever I would pray for certain people or intercede for certain people or in certain uh, arenas where I'm dealing with a, a soul ties, ungodly soul ties. So um, I, what is laid on my heart is to pray for um, uh, uh, people that are maybe saw uh, uh, some greatness or some uh, love, some qualities in somebody else and wanted those qualities for themselves. I don't know. 
to, to break these ungodly soul ties. I pray for... Be, just be pray and be led of the Lord because um, we are closing out. We have about maybe 10 minutes left, so just pray what the Lord lays on your heart. We'll be fine. Okay. I pray that um, uh, to um, uh, along the lines of, I guess, salvation, uh, pray for the people that are are in some type of bondage that it maybe have a reprobate mind, Lord Jesus, um, to break them out of that, uh, any uh, ungodly soul ties, any ungodly toxic or alignments, I uh, renounce it of any ungodly soul ties, unga- uh, toxic or alignments in Jesus' mighty name. I pray for every person involved here for protection over their minds or souls or spirits and to only be led by the spirit of the Lord. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. 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 Thank you for that, ladies. And mm-hmm. with that, we have just about a few more minutes left. And, um, again, there are no other callers on the line. So um, I'd just like to close us out and to go before the Lord. Father God, You are the all-knowing, almighty, all-sufficient God. Lord God, we lift you up today, oh God. We pray, Lord God, that you, Lord God, will receive the glory out of everything that we've said and done here on today's program. Father God, we thank you right now, Lord, that you will have your way, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you will get the glory. Lord God, there are no eyes in in this panel of speakers, oh God, but there, Lord God, lie us, Lord God. There go I, but by the grace of God. So, Lord God, we stand, Lord God, to to be your 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 um your people in the gap, Lord God. We stand on the wall, Father God, as as did Nehemiah's people, Lord God. Lord God, watchmen over the wall, praying, Lord God, that your will will be done in this in this ministry on this broadcast, Lord God. We lift up to you, Lord God, Doctor Ganny that we may continue, Lord God, her vision, Lord God, that you have placed on her heart, Lord God, and she thought it not robbery, Lord God, to pass it down and to, to allow us, Father God, to stand in her stead, Lord God. We pray right now, Lord God, that you will be pleased, Lord God, with that sacrifice that we offer up to you, Lord God. We thank you right now, Lord God, for the lives of the people, Lord God, that will be changed, Lord God, as a result, Lord God, of listening to this broadcast. Lord God, allow us to be moved by you by your spirit, oh God, to say the things, oh God, that the people need to hear, Lord God, that it will bring victory in their lives, Father God, that it will bring um deliver them, Lord God, from any brokenness, Father God, and any trials and tribulations that they may be going through, Lord God, if they turn on the broadcast, Father God, or or link into the um, sign onto the website, Lord God, let there be a word from you, Father God. Let them not hear any one of us speaking, Lord God, but let them hear the spirit of the living God, Lord God, speak into their hearts, Lord God, so that the lives of the people, Lord God, can be changed, Lord God, because we do not do this, Lord God, to glorify ourselves, Lord God, but to glorify the one and the true living God. 
Father God, so we ask, Lord God, that you continue to keep us, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for everyone that's participating on this call, Lord God. I pray for the hedge of protection, Lord God, that will be around their families, Lord God, and their households, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that every need in their lives are met, Lord God, that there is no lack in their homes because there is no lack in your kingdom, Father God. You said that you own a cattle on a thousand hills, Lord God, and all the earth is yours and the fullness thereof, Lord God. And we are the children of the, the living God. So, God, we thank you right now, Lord God, as you care for the lilies in the valley, Lord God, and, and the birds of the sky, Lord God, that you also you care for us, Lord God, that you know what we have need of, Lord God, before we even ask it, oh God. And, Father God, I thank you right now, Lord God, for that which you're doing, oh God, that which you're going to still yet do, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, and we will continue, Lord God, to ask your forgiveness, Lord God, and we repent, Lord God, of anything that we may have done, Lord, that may not have been pleasing in your sight, Father God. It can be the littlest of things, Lord God. We may not have answered someone properly, Lord God, because every sin, Lord God, is not a, a sin of fornication, Lord God, or or a, of a lifestyle that is just truly ungodly, Father God. But we can miss the mark, Father God, which is a sin, Lord God. So we ask right now, Lord God, for you to continue to search our hearts, Lord God, search our minds, Lord God, shine your spotlight on us, Lord God, and our heart then to receive, Lord God, because our heart's desire, Lord God, is to be more like you, Lord God, to, 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 to denounce the flesh, Lord God, and walk in the spirit of the living God. Father God, that we're so sensitive, Lord God, to your voice, Lord God, that we hear you. Your word says that your sheep know your voice in a stranger. They do not follow, Lord God. So we thank you right now, Lord God, that we have ears to hear, oh God, Lord God, and that we will not be afraid, oh God, to say what you would have us to say, Lord God. And sometimes it might come across, Lord God, as a bit offensive, oh God, or uncertain to the natural ear, oh God. But we pray, Lord God, that the people will have a spiritual ear to hear what thus saith the Lord our God. So, Lord, we thank you, Lord God, that we're operating on one accord, Father God. We thank you right now, Lord God, that there is no division, Father God, amongst us, Lord God, that we all seek, Lord God, to give you the glory, Father God. And, Lord God, that we are working one with another, Father God, that you, Lord God, may get the glory out of all of this, Lord. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord God, for for you alone are worthy of all the honor and all the praise, O oh God. We stand not, Father God, to step in and t- touch your glory, not even a small bit of it, O oh God. Because if people say, well done, we say, listen, to God be the glory. Because we only want our well done to come from you, O oh God. That's where it only matters at, O oh God. We thank people, Lord God, for their, their kind words and, and, and their deeds, O oh God. Father God, we want you to receive all the glory all the honor and all the praise, Lord God, for that which we do, Lord God, because we are we are humble servants, Lord God. Give us to this assignment, Lord God, to serve you, Lord God, and in the ministry, Lord God, wherever you will call us to place our hands to do, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, and we give you the glory, the honor, and the praise, Lord God, because it all belongs to you, Lord God. Holy Spirit, walk among us, Lord God. Have your way. Have your way, Lord God. Have your way, God, we bless you, Lord God. We praise your holy name, O oh God, for you alone are worthy, God. We ask, Lord God, that you continue to be with us, 
Lord God, it will give you the praise, the glory, and the honor. Lord, have your way. Have your way, God. Have your way. Hallelujah. Have your way, God. Have your way in our lives. Be your people, oh God, as we surrender our lives unto you, oh God. And we thank you, Lord, for allowing us this opportunity, Lord God, to stand before your people, to be a platform that we can see and give you the glory and the honor. Hallelujah. Bless your holy name, God. We thank you, and we give your name all the praise, all the glory, and all of the honor. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We still have about five minutes left. If anybody, if the Lord is speaking to you and have given you a word that you want to share that has come from the throne room of God, please don't hesitate to come forth. The Lord lead you and let him have his way. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. The Belinda, you're still there? I have a prayer request, and that is for uh, all of the people that are experiencing trauma in the war-torn areas. And, you know, a lot of the children are innocent. A lot of people, the elderly, a lot of people are innocent, and they're just going through a whole lot in this hour, and we just want to lift them up. Yes. Father, in Jesus' name, God, we come before your throne humbly. But, Lord, we come boldly because we believe, God, and what you say in your word, and we stand on it, God. So we're asking God, these people are suffering beyond belief, God. I'm asking God that you comfort them. Lord, that you provide visions for a big provisions for them, God. Where man is limited, you're not limited, God. I ask you, God, to bless what they have. If it's a little, you can bless it that it can give them substance, God, until you add to them. I pray, God, for the little children. That their hearts are, are in such sorrow, God. Help them, Lord, Father. Lord, those that have lost their mothers, their fathers. Lord, some of them have lost their whole families. Jesus, you said you'd be a father to the fatherless and a mother to the motherless, God. I ask you, Lord, Father, God, to, to there's some that are on the borderline of losing their minds. They feel like they're going to lose their minds. God, you are a mind regulator. Please help them, Lord Jesus. Help them, God. Help them through it all, Lord Father. And let them, God, become strong where they're weak. God, strengthen them, Lord Jesus. Where they are broken inside, God, fix them. God, I ask you, comfort them. Lord, you're able to come out of heaven and hold them. In the nighttime when they're afraid, God, give them the spirit of peace. Lord, help them in all the needs that they have, God. Be a God to them, Lord Jesus. Be so comforted for them, God. Give them strength, Lord. Encourage them, God. Only a, God, only you can do this. Lord, we are about Sunday. You know every individual in that area, God. 
in those areas that are suffering, God, beyond belief. Father, we ask you, God, to show up for them, Lord. If they don't know you, God, let them know you, Jesus. And, Lord, I pray that you will be their weapon of war, God, that you will fight for them for the injustice that some of these people are suffering, God. It's, some of this stuff is evil by the evil intent of a people. And these people want to live just in peace, God. Their homes have been destroyed. Their, their infrastructure has been destroyed, God. Imagine you, Lord Father. Lord, there's such a sorrow, God. Please give them comfort, Lord. Give them strength, God. But, Lord, only you can stop this, Lord. Only you can do it, God. You are the mighty and living God, Father. God, Lord, the Spirit knows the intercession for them. God, we're asking you, Lord, Father. Many children have become fatherless, Lord. They have become orphans. They had their mother and father. Their aunts and their uncles, Lord. All of it's been destroyed, God. Lord, God, we're asking you, Father, for miracles for them, God. They need miracles, Lord, Father. They need doors open for them, God. Doors that you open. Because you said, what doors you open, no man can close. And they need doors that need to be closed, God. Because you said, if you close the door, no man can open it, God. This guy has to be go beyond man, Father. Lord, in the name of Jesus, God, please, we ask in you, God, you are the comfort of God. You can, you can carry people, God, when they can't walk no more, God. Spirit is about to dissolve, God, and you are able to fix them, God. You're able to pour into them, God, that they, they can become sound and strong, God, no matter what circumstances, God. But we're asking that your power, God, be released in them. God, your power will come in dreams and visions, Lord God, those that don't know you over there, God, please help them. In the name of Jesus, God. God, the tears that are being cried out, and they feel like nobody's hearing them, God. They're suffering. Please, Jesus, you care. Lord, you care. In the name of Jesus, God, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you. Thank you, Minister Linda. That was just right on time because that concludes our program for today. And we'll be back again on next week, continuing with the Holy Women of the Bible. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 God bless y'all. Amen. 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 